Hey Podcast Nation, on the Two Brothers Audio Experience, today we deep dive privacy in 2020. Enjoy. It's going to be three soon when Solomon gets ready to pop Samuel. Solomon, Samuel. Anything but Zachary is his name. <laughs> call him whatever you want, but don't call him, call him Zachary. You can call me whatever you want, just not late for dinner. And don't call him Zach. He'll fuck you up. I have no idea what I'm going to name my kid. Zaya. I'll probably let Zaya. the woman decide. <clears throat> well, she, gets to carry it, so. she gets the first name, I get the middle name. That's fair. I was thinking I'd adopt. And I'm going to let her, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce my middle name. Every middle name I choose is going to be directly correlated to what she chooses for the first name. So I'm going to give her the first choice on all the first names. And then I'm going to fuck their middle name up. <laughs> That's terrible. They got to learn. We got to teach them right from the beginning, right? Teach them right from the beginning. No one cares about the middle name anyways. But then I can call them that when they're fucking up in life. Like they're going to be like, oh yeah, maybe their first name is Matthew. Okay, it's Matthew. That's a great first name. And every, that's normal. But then when he's acting like a little piece of punk, little selfish, entitled kid, then I'm going to say his middle name. And it's going to be something fucking weird and annoying and embarrassing. So then I'm going to say, Matthew Blank Weirman. Thank you guys for tuning in. It is a, what day is this? Wednesday. I don't remember the days half the time. I have to pause and think. Every day is really just a day. We like literally the days of the week are just made up. Like my brother says, fictional stories. It's Wednesday. Like what's Wednesday? But but I will say my favorite thing in Seinfeld when a guy's like, ah, oh, Friday, feels like it's Wednesday. It feels like Friday. Well, Wednesday doesn't really have a feel. Friday has a feel. Monday has a feel. But Tuesday, nah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday doesn't have a feel. <laughs> Wednesday doesn't have a feel. There's no feel, like right. Wednesday isn't really. We all we feel Friday, right? We feel Monday. Those and we guys feel Saturday but and Sunday. Tuesday, Wednesday, they don't really, they don't really have feels. It's just like whatever. That's it's, an interesting point. Most people aren't living. I think that's a great. It's a great. It's actually to lead in with is the fact that most people are living for just like one or two days a week. It's a it's great writing on Seinfeld. It's hilarious, dude. Tuesday doesn't have a feel. It's a show about nothing. Seinfeld is one of the greatest shows ever, and it's about nothing. Literally, it's just about dudes. And their friends in Seinfeld in his apartment. It's hilarious. Yeah, that'll be pretty rad stuff once Solomon's ready to get on the show. I think it'll be interesting to see and have him lean into the platform that we represent and believe in as far as storytelling and sharing and owning our story. As Amanda Don said yesterday, Amanda said uh, we watched Renee Brown's TED Talk and she said we need to own our story. And it's one of the most powerful things that we can do. And it's I think that's some of the stuff that we do. Yeah, and today we're going to talk about privacy. 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 Same thing. Uh, I'll let my brother start it off, cause so he can kind of create. Cause I, we don't really, I don't really plan what I'm gonna say ever, and he, he was the one. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> it's, it's obvious. That's why I'm so, so free flowing, free flowing organism that just flows with my emotions. He's like liquid, as as Bruce Lee would say, "Be liquid." Definitely. So, yeah, so privacy. I, so I can uh, cash out at any moment. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Deuces. Bye, Felicia. I'm liquid. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, motherfucker. I'm always, like, in my mind, 
It's always good to be liquid because you just never know when you gotta like, okay, looks like we gotta go take a one-way ticket back to Hawaii. Yeah, that's what I mean. The mainland that's- is going to shit. The mainland is fucking up here. We we gotta go back to the whole Oahu, and if it's really fucking up, we're gonna go to the Big Island. Exactly. Not many people want to go to that island. That's the much. beautiful thing that you're talking about <laughs> is the ability to make it's flexibility, and there's nothing more flexible than liquid. And if you think about what you said with free flowing, it makes sense. Like the most free flowing, and the most flexible of all time is liquid. Liquid, and if you think about the ocean, we could dive deeper into that in another episode. But the ocean is like it's one of the most powerful forces in the world. Yeah. So, um... They having, don't, also, they don't extradite from Hawaii, so it's good. <laughs> Shout out to all you, uh, ex, <laughs> ex-jailbirds. It's really good information to know, like, they're not going to extradite there. Yeah, and, and you, it's really hard to get arrested. You pretty much have to look to get arrested. I don't think I stopped for a red light in seven months. Just don't... Shout out to Jaywalk, because they'll get you for that shit. Exactly. Shout out shit. to Kyle Armour and Jen, Jay Skinny. They rolled with me. They know. I never stopped for a stop sign or a red light in seven months. But um, Fucking Holly. But, yeah, they, they, it's an interesting point he gets. The cops in Hawaii will arrest you for jaywalking more than I anything I got so else. much trouble one time for my bike. I wasn't jaywalking. even... Jaywalking. I was just, like, in a hurry. It's, like, dark outside. I'm like, I better get home, man. I'm tired. For the, riding the bike the on cop the... was just... Freaked out at me. I was scared. I was like, whoa. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like a fearful person, but like, if I know I'm doing something bad, I'm prepared. Potentially, if a cop sees me, they're like, okay, dude, I'm prepared for. But like, when I'm just like doing. Riding your bike. (laughs) Didn't expect them to come at me like I'm committing a felony. It's bizarre. Hey! Hey! It's bizarre stuff that you're touching on out there. The cops and the reality of law enforcement out there is a whole different world. They got blue lights on, so you can see them coming too much. Whatever you're doing, get, finish it before we get there. So we're on our way down what, the block on Lique Lique and Wailai. Yeah. What my brother is touching on, you guys, is so ridiculous. They literally, in Hawaii, they have cop lights on top of their car lit. All the time. 24 <laughs> seconds. So you can see them. So from a mile to five miles away, you can see the cop car. They're coming, boys. We got to go. <laughs> It's like if someone had created like a fictional story of like cops that were like set up to like feed the criminals and like help the criminals, it is Hawaii. <laughs> they have lights emulated. But it's from a the pretty top. peaceful state. So they have one of the top ten police forces size wise and one of the largest arrest one of the smallest arrest rates. So it's one of the best places to be a cop. <laughs> yeah. It's a great they got it'd be yeah, it would be amazing to just think about being a cop and like you got New York City, you got Chicago and yeah. Just oh, dude, they're like everyone's talking about blacks and cops and how like people are getting shot and killed. I mean, you gotta be grateful if you're a cop in Hawaii because that ain't going down in Hawaii. But there is some sketchy shit. Just so you guys are aware, it's the most, it's one of the most historically corrupt police forces in the world. So just recently, less than five years ago, the chief of police in Honolulu was arrested for fabricating an entire felony case against his family members he had three to four family members thrown in prison so he could get the family trust he literally fabricated that's three some f- hollywood stuff 100 percent. and it goes on and if you keep diving into the history of the honolulu police it goes on and on it's actually been going on for decades it's one of the most key corrupt police forces in the nation i think it's world. a theme though it just costs because it's power i don't think that has anything to do with like hawaii in itself like does, it's the reality. If you look into it. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not true. What I'm just saying though is, it's a theme when it comes to power. That power leads to corruption, especially out there because it's so beautiful. The power. Yeah. It's like the people want to have control. But I don't want to say. I mean, it's good stuff that we're bringing that up. Because, but like, we got love for Hawaii. We're not trying to say anything bad about 
Hawaii right now. Well, like, I mean, really. I'm, I'm going to be real about it. I was just there not that long ago, and the cops were completely, they almost had me, they almost had me in a bad spot. I reported something to the police, and they said, we can't help you, Mr. Weirman. We cannot help you. And then they, they were working with the people that were trying to attack me. But yeah, either way, I got love for Hawaii. I love Mr. Kim Duffett. I love Hawaii. But the police force there is a little sketchy. That's all. Yeah. But um, everywhere you go, things are sketchy, no matter what you do. If, yeah. Especially if you're doing sketchy things and if you're homeless, it makes it difficult. Yeah. My whole point was don't jaywalk. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing in Hawaii, though, is they harass the homeless more than anyone. It's that it is fucked up. It's scary. It's it's stupid. It's it's sickening. It's What's a big problem in Hawaii homelessness. Well, it's a it's a problem in America in general. But, it, but in why are we climate. there to build up our human and like be there and love them and show them respect and kindness and love instead of just like the cops going like harass them? It's like get out of our world. Get out of our. Why don't you just not exist? It's like it's bizarre. And having lived in a tent in Honolulu not that long ago, um, I saw it and I like was like wow, this is really mind blowing. How. The most harassed people in Honolulu are the homeless. So it's real talk. It's real stuff. But I'll, at the end of the day, we're going to talk about privacy today. And I think that correlates with being homeless. And I think it's really interesting how if I choose to live a life that's different in America now, in our westernized world, if I choose to want to minimize my bills and debt and live out of a car or live out of a tent, I really don't have any privacy. And I think that it's an interesting topic talking about privacy in the modern day. And Gary V made a piece of content. This is what I want to talk about today, about how we are currently, with technology and social media, giving away all of our information. We choose on a daily basis to act like we want privacy and we don't want to share our secrets or intimate stories or be open and be authentic. But then on the other complete side of flip of that coin, we are completely giving it all away on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. We are readily sharing all of our information and then, and then on the other side of it, saying we don't want to open up or talk or be and share our secrets or be about and sharing our most intimate secrets. But then on the other side, we are. So it's a really interesting point that Gary Vee made. It opened up my mind. I'm like, because we talk about being authentic. And I opened my mind to saying, oh, wow, everyone's fearful of being authentic and open and vulnerable and sharing their most deep secrets. And then it makes sense. They think they're not. But we are already kind of doing that. We're giving access to everything in our life now. We are readily giving away access to our life online via technology and social media. Yeah, I think for me, when I think of this, the first thing that comes to my mind with privacy is just like we get to choose our narrative on social media. So I think that's really important. And then two, two is be careful of what we post because there, I believe there are, you know, our information is out there. Our, so... A lot of people are putting so much of themselves out there, which we're talking about being vulnerable and authentic. But what I'm saying is people that are, they're doing it in a way where it's not providing value necessarily. It's like it's just like I don't know, there's just stuff people post online that I feel like they they're being they're sharing stuff, right? That is allowing people to really see how they think, act, or feel. But then on the flip side of that, if you're doing that, you can't sit there and be all mad if people are judging you or people are commenting on it. Like, there's two sides to every coin, like, and I have to accept the cause and effect of every action. So if I'm willing to 
put my private life out there. That's my conscious choice. I have to accept the consequences that may come with that. But not only two, not only that, but two, I choose the narrative of how I do that. So to me, it's about more about why am I doing it and how can I share my private life in a way that's bringing value and how can I control the narrative where I can talk about, I get to choose how I want to talk about stuff. Like when it comes to my failures or my private life or my personal life or my relationships, I get to choose how I release that information. Not only that, I want to do it in a way where it's not about me, where I'm actually bringing value. So like my brother says, I think a lot of people are sharing stuff on social media, revealing their private life. They don't even realize it really. So I'm actually very private on my social media. Like we talk about vulnerability and authenticity, but I'm not really sharing all of my private life online. Like if I had a wife and kids, like I'm not saying I wouldn't put them on social media, but what I am saying, like there's there's a time and a place for everything. When, when I'm talking about, like Gary Vee doesn't sit there and have content all day about his, his family with his family. He's separating that, but it doesn't mean he's not sharing vulnerability, authenticity in his story. But he's choosing of what and how to do that. Like he's not sharing all the details of his intimate family, the things he's going with with his kids and his wife. He's not breaking their anonymity of their personal stories. Or he's focusing on himself. I think that's another thing is you can be as as vulnerable and authentic and open in your life, but you don't want to include other people in that because that's their choice of how they want to choose their narrative. So it's really important to do that. But I think the main thing is with digital social with social media and digital technology is we're actually everything about us is being is being documented. Everything. Everything's documented. So everything. Everything's so we're you, not really when we the second we put something online, it's not private anymore. When you look, we have at, to think about that. It's going to change the way what content I put out there, how I come off. Such a great point. Other businesses, whether you're trying to get a job or start a business, they're going to look at your your personal pages. They're going to like if you're going to any job, it's worth fifty to sixty grand or hundred grand a year or more. I guarantee you, if that's a good business, they're going to look at your personal information and and and, and look at you and audit you. Are you posting pictures of you getting shit face all the time on the weekends? That you might not get that job. I think it's a really interesting point that you touch on a lot of great stuff there, Zaya. You always do have a really great perspective on things because of your experiences and, and background and everything that you've done in life. It's pretty well rounded as far as like because you've tasted so much, like you said the other day. But at the end of the day, I wanted to lean into two of the three of the points that you touched on there. And one of them was choosing our narrative mm-hmm. and choosing the wet. So basically choosing the depth and the width that we share our story at. So like if you think about it, when I talk about my story or my experiences with drugs or uh, my experiences with my mom dying, most of the time I just touched, I, I share it because it's important. It's a keynote. But I don't go into the gruesome details of my time being arrested or the gruesome details of my time being homeless or the gruesome details of my brain surgery or the gruesome details of my business succeeding but then ultimately failing. The gruesome details of all these things. I share them and I choose what depth and width. And I think it's interesting when Gary talks about it correlating it back to Vayner Media and Vayner Speakers and Vayner Nation is um, the fact that we share what we choose to share, like you said, choosing our narrative and our story and owning it, but then we choose what depth we share those topics at. So I think that's an important topic is the depth versus the width. And Gary always talks about having more depth. So it's crucial to share your depth and share your story, but also understand what depth is just not necessary to share on social media. And the other thing you touched on is um, you touched on like 
social media and how we're more it's never to me what i heard from you is that we've never lived in a more transparent world with social media and technology and the world we live in if you think about it i can gain information and insight into anyone and everyone in a snap of a finger so with like fortune 5000 companies as our target audience i can go look up that list on google i can have the leaders names of the businesses and the businesses names i can then go to linkedin twitter facebook instagram tiktok and you name it and i can find them on almost at least one or two of those platforms i guarantee it and i've been doing it and then you can see if you look at programs like twitter and linkedin you can see they show transparently what they're liking what they're doing who who they're following, what they're posting. And now you can gain insight and perspective into who that human is, what their likes, needs, wants, and desires are. And we've never lived in a more transparent world, arguably, but at the same time, on the other end, more of a disconnected world. But at the same time, we are more connected than ever. So it's a really interesting topic here with privacy, with understanding that with technology, what depth and what width are we going with? Are we attacking social media at and what perspective and awareness do we have to how we are sharing like you said and doing it in a constructive fashion like you said number one our stories and our narrative and how are we constructing them and sharing them i think that's a really big point yeah i i think you could break down people into three categories trace and i probably trace each categories. one of these categories thanks for being with so us the audience. first category is someone who only uses social media as a way to paint their self as a perfect image right they're not, they're just, everything on their, and you you click their profiles on Facebook. They look, their life looks amazing. It's amazing. Always posting photos of their bay and whatever, new car. Everything's great. Perfect. And, or they're flexing. Yeah. And then on Instagram, it's the same thing. All these guys that are 20, they're amazing entrepreneurs. They got a Ferrari. Like, so they're you, the ones to listen to. So you got them. Then you got people that, like my brother says, are actually practicing vulnerability or actually practicing authenticity. And they don't even realize it. But the value is their their information they're sharing. And what we see, this is what we see more than ever now. People expressing their true colors online, but it's rooted in hate and selfishness and anger. Thanks, Me audience. versus you. We see it with politics, with race, we see it with racism, cops. Uh, and, and the blacks and the, and, and the abortions and all that going on right now and all that all that funneled anger and pain and differences people are being authentic now online about that but they're not that way but they're not really offering solutions and being positive and loving unconditionally and being tolerant and bringing empathy and compassion that's a second type of person and then you have a third person and I've been guilty of all three of these in my life and how my relationship this is oddly in the relationship with social media. And then you have the third person, like my brother says, there's people that are on there just being positive, being authentic, invulnerable, sharing stuff, telling stories, connecting with others, trying to inspire others, trying to pull stuff, um, you know, trying to share their, their failures, yada, yada. Like those, those are, and then the fourth, I guess the fourth person is someone who's not even on there. So then you have someone who's absent. Absent completely. If they fuck social media, I'm done doing it. I don't even do it. Most of those people are baby boomers and older. There's a lot of people, but there's some people that are younger. Those are basically the four categories that you could break down this to. And then at any time, I can ask myself, who am I? What is? What am I doing right now? What is my relationship with social media? And that's all of them. And what my brother is saying is getting to that person three that's actually aware of their life. They're not afraid to be open. 
but they're doing it in a healthy solution, positive oriented way where they're sharing their pain, failures and struggles and, and sharing how they got through where they've gotten through, sharing where they're at today, being very authentic and vulnerable while also being pragmatic and recognizing I'm always trying to bring value and I'm always trying to choose my narrative and be aware of how much deep I'm going and how wide I'm going to be able to reach the largest amount of people. So that's that's where everyone should go. That And that's what Gary Vee does. And that's the model that my brother developed with Weird Media. And that's what Moral Love Nation represents. And that's what I think artists should do and people should do in general. And that's what we need to be. So it's just really important to be like, okay, when it comes to privacy, how much am I letting people in? Am I letting people in, but I'm doing it in a, in a way that's making it about me and I'm not really posting content that's trying to connect? If I'm just like being... Oh, I'm, I'm open about my political system, my political beliefs, because I want everyone to know that you pieces of shit Republicans are all wrong. Or you, I'm right. You pieces of shit liberals are fucked up, or yada, 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 you know, anger, and I'm right and you're wrong, or fucking abortion, you're messed up for having abortion. Oh my God, you should burn in hell, yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah, I'm being, I'm practicing openness and being authentic, but that's that's not good. That's not healthy. Or I'm someone on the outside who just always has to make everything look perfect. I can never share a failure. I can never do nothing. I can never talk about anything real on social media. It's just, if you look at my profile, it's just perfect. It's cars. It's, it's watches. It's like, it's like I've never fucking bumped my knee on anything. It's just like, oh, what life. Is, it's pointless. I see so Hard many. Hard to believe that. I see so many of those accounts today on social media. It's not even funny. Well, you go on and it's it, them with their wife. It's them in traveling the world. It's them taking pictures of their car and their jewelry and them in their fancy clothes. And it's like, this page brings me no value. I don't care how much followers well, you have. It's mainly Instagram where we're talking about here. The totally. Most. It's, Facebook, it's not as prevalent because it's not you. People don't use it as much for business. But, but what my brother just mentioned is prevalent. If you go on Instagram, it's it's glaring. It's like people, it's like an ego contest. The it's, gram. The gram. It's the ultimate example. And it's the hottest platform, modern contemporary social media platform that's showing it. And it's super interesting to dive into because the privacy of Instagram and the content of Instagram is basically putting everyone on blast and showing their the fact that everyone's living through ego and not living through unity. And I just think it's really interesting how many people, when you look at their page now that I've gained this awareness, thanks to Vayner Media, thanks to Vayner Deep Dive, thanks to Vayner Speakers, Vayner Talent, Vayner Baseball, Vayner Gaming, all these things. Gary V's Deep Dive, most of all on YouTube, I suggest you look into it. It's the most valuable thing I've ever watched was Gary V's 4D Business Deep Dive on YouTube. He gives away free $12,000 business tickets for free. $12,000 tickets, y'all, for free. So I absorbed all my information and insight basically from that. And um, ultimately, at the end of the day, if you look at it, it's about how I can share my story in the most authentic, transparent fashion. In effect, But at the end of the day, bring value, intellectual value. How are you sharing intellectual value via Instagram? How are you sharing intellectual value via your story? Because at the end of the day, everything that everyone is seeking in the world as creatures and organisms, we are seeking knowledge. We are seeking experience. And if you look at what Albert Einstein says, he says, knowledge is ex experience is knowledge. Knowledge is experience. So essentially, if you can lean into sharing intellectual value on whatever it is you know, whatever it is you've experienced, whatever it is you've lived, whatever it is you've done, wherever it is you've flown, wherever it is you've been, with my cousin Abby Schaffner, shout out to Blonde Deluxe in the Twin Cities, she could lean into sharing all of her experience on hair and her expertise, and that would help build up women and constructively have nicer hair. 
I challenge people to do that. Share your intellectual value on whatever topic, skill, insight, or experience you have and share it at scale and share it freely because that's the most valuable thing you can do for other human beings to build them up via your story and your experience. And that requires transparency and that requires removal of privacy. But at the end of the day, you're right, Zaya, with technology, you can choose. It's super cool because you can choose how far you go with your story. And I can choose your narrative. Like it's better to start somewhere. Like you don't have to choose. You know, you I could talk about. I'm actually pretty good at when it comes. I've I practice sharing about being in recovery a lot, but I don't really go into super super dark details. I will. I will. I have micro experiences and micro moments that I'll share, but I think it's more important to share in those moments how I was thinking and feeling. I don't need to really get into the specific situation because I realize that's just it's all different but it's all the same. What I mean by that is, yeah, my mom died. I could sit there and, and focus on that micro experience of all that, but all in my opinion, all I need to share is my mom died. And then it's fo- then I focus on how that made me feel and what I did and what I've changed to be able to grow from that. I don't need to focus on the what so much in the micro part of it. I think it's important to mention the what to p- get people to relate to us, but it's really more about the feeling inside because people relate to the pain and suffering, how they felt in that moment. Like I said to my brother, like we could have a dude who dropped out of college and failed and is laying in his room and he's depressed. Could be the same feeling that a dude that's in jail got arrested. Shout out Paducah. There's a two different experiences. Obviously one's a little more extreme. Sitting in a room versus a jail cell is not as bad. But it depends where you are. But but both those guys, same age, could be twenty two year old kids, they could have the same feeling that their family thinks they're a failure and they're depressed. So sharing what you felt and that is really more important. And I don't need to get into super, 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 super details for you to see that and understand what I'm saying. So to me, that's the beauty of storytelling, is that we get to choose how we tell the story. But we have to start somewhere. And we in order for us to do that, it means we have to start just telling. It. at I, some capacity at some level at some layer like i used to be very out of layer with my story and i kind of used to go deeper and now i've kind of go in and out and i kind of find a balance where i'm pretty good at just communicating my experience without having to get into certain details that i don't feel are as irrelevant unless i'm on one-on-one intimate sessions when i'm with someone i might but for the most part like on a podcast i'm just getting the main point so we can get the general idea that i like to tell people that's what my brother does very well and and i think that's really important but i also want to talk about sex because i think that's a really important thing when it comes about sex and sex cells and we're talking about privacy and we get TikTok and Instagram where all these chicks are basically naked and some of them aren't I, even some of them aren't even 18 do this girl we'll on TikTok dancing around with their ass jiggling their boobs jiggling and I'm like and I'm looking at her and I click on it and I go oh shit she's not even 18 I I'm gotta, sick of this I shit. can't even watch this because I just felt like I'm sick of it I just felt perverted I'm honestly sick of it when I go on social media channels and I see a fat ass or a huge all the time dude all si- the time, I'm man. sick. I'm honestly sick of it. Yeah, so we'll, I'm like, give me a minute. But to, I don't knock a hustle. I get why a hot. But I want to lean into what you said, and then we can lean into sex. What you said, you touched on some key points. I want to lean into there. You touched on a few different things, and number one, I want to lean into. You said something about intimacy, and you talked about time and space. So I heard when you were talking, it made me connect these dots. The the fact that with time and space, I correlate that with depth. And what he said, he was talking about the level at which we share our privacy and story. And if you think about time and space, that's what I'm going to be intimate with you. So the more intimate time we are, the correlation is the more time we in space we share, the more intimate and deep I can go. And at scale, I want to I want to lean into this. I want to share more about the width. 
So when the more time and space we share equals more intimacy means I can go deeper with you. That's how I live. That's how I correlate the things. And then at scale on social media, I want to look for the biggest funnel because the most unscalable thing is actually the most scalable. So the most you want to try and scale the unscalable. So you want to open your funnel as wide as possible at social media. So at social media, at the top of the funnel, I'm always looking at broad width. So on on social media, I'm sharing all my experiences and story and I'm sharing them slightly from the top. I'm sure I'm sharing the frothy top, the frothy of part of the beer. I'm only sharing that and that way I can talk about a bunch of different things. And I think this all correlates with what Gary talks about being the most social, non-social the most social, non-social person you know. And I think that's another thing that you touched on yesterday is with gratitude is like, I'm the most content, least content person you know, where I can be completely content, but still completely on the other end, completely want everything else. So I think that's really interesting how you can be the most social person and on the other end, be the least personal person. And you don't go super deep and share all of your intimate space and life family secrets, but you, and you don't like put your parents and kids and family on blast. So I think that's really good stuff you touched yeah, you on you gotta be you gotta respect other people's privacy so i think it's really important that when we go on social media to to be to do those things but not a, like that's that person's right their privacy so i don't like to bring other people into my own stuff too much like we're brothers even but i i really focus on me because i want them to be able to share their personal experience with their with their story so even when i'm sharing my brothers i'll mention them but i don't get into detail on their story and their journey because that's theirs to tell it's very private and when it comes to anything to do with addiction mental health and death and anything to do with health or physical health right cancer all that stuff that's all very private stuff and i respect anyone when they feel like they're not ready to share that yet because i think it's important to be in the healing process and recovering to get there and i think anyone the sooner they do that the better but i do believe it takes to a place where you want to get to a good place when you're when you feel like you can share to to do that but you got to eventually start at some point and start sharing but at the same time, I respect everyone's journey that I know that they're not, someone's just not ready. Like if I was six months sober, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Kind of like me when I was, I was 30. It took me till I was 29 to start this. Yeah. I wouldn't be six months sober doing all this. Like I'm almost eight years sober. So and it's you're like, 31. We've, yeah. So we've taken some time in our life. So, but the sooner you start, the better. Like if, if this was going on when I first got sober and I would did it, if I would have started doing it, I probably would be light years ahead than I was right now. Shout out to Mike Studd. I wish I knew back then what I know right now. But if we would know everything back then that we know right now, then we would be different. So it's like we have we don't know we can't know everything now because if we did, we wouldn't need to know it in the future. We wouldn't need to go what we go through to get our awareness. So but let's get into some sex. Sex, so, I think that's a great point. Sex and sales and leaning into that and auditing our attention. And I think it's a great point that you touched on again. It comes to privacy. If you look at it, it's like what goes viral is the stupidest shit now. These girls are they're basically naked, man. It's auditing our attention, but you it don't makes, even need porn magazines anymore. Dirty magazines. It makes sense if you think about it though, because we have such a population of people that are so elementary and they're thinking about the they're not really elevating and trying to challenge themselves to think about the forget the physical body of a woman the basic the misogynistic it's, objectification it's of the women. most basic elementary way of living is in sex food and shelter and everyone's caught up in sex and think women it, have the most pressure man to do that like think about it like think women, about just dudes we spend so much time dudes trying to get laid it's like how much time are you dedicating to getting laid at least an hour a day like i know guys that would spend hours you know, hours and energy and time and focus. It's like, what are you doing? Thirty minutes is the max I'm giving, and I'm done. If the, no, I'm just joking. I'm, not, I'm sorry. It's serious. It's like, but serious. I know. I know guys that spend. It's like a part-time job. 
committing to women. To committing to trying to, to sleep with women 10, maybe 15 hours a week, maybe 20. On the high end, that's a they could have a business they're starting. If every man that spent 10 to 20 hours a week chasing tail spent all that money on trying to be a man that provides value and shares their authentic, authentic emotions versus chasing women to not really focus on a man of what's really going on in their brain and their emotions and Thanks, just Mariah. ignoring their feelings that they just freaking tro tro uh tro tro <laughs> tro tro if they just go out and chase women like and a lot of those times those guys are watching the guys haven't dealt with any ptsd or any of their anger or emotions or feelings so they're bringing that into the relationship with the women that they're messing around with and then they sit there and act like their the relationship with women is horrible uh and it's like whoa bro and i'm not here to call men i'm not calling men bad or bad I, to i'll call them out i no, think the majority but, of men are chasing tail listen no but there's two sides to this again that's awareness, but it's also the this flip side that the, the that businesses are feeding that to men. Like, and women are a part of it by allowing themselves to do that. I'm not saying women shouldn't express their body because well, they, they they're should. feeding it though. But it, the, the, the Hollywood, these businesses, they're feeding it, man. Like it's so prevalent on Instagram. Like I have Instagram, and I've had to like delete. A lot of models that I used I'm to getting sick of it because there's just so much ass and nakedness, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! Like, wh- can you talk and tell me something about yourself other than just being naked all the time? Sometimes on there? I literally turn on my phone and I'm like, Whoa! It's like, it's like, it's like I have porn up. Yeah, I'm not trying to go on Pornhub on a Monday and a Wednesday afternoon, like, man. Next thing you know, I pull up my phone and go on Instagram, and there's an ass twerking on the camera. And I'm like. What the fuck? It's like, yeah. So sexism, you know, sex and all that stuff. It's, it's that's and that's bringing into privacy as being uh, auditing and being aware of like what we're sharing and why. It's and it's all about how you do it, like right. So for example, there's women that will share a photo because they're exercise model, and but it's not, it's not, it's not intellectual value. No, but no, no. They're just sharing their. It's it's they're sharing their. There's two women could share. The same woman, it's about how they share that. She could share this journey about changing her body and empowerment, and it's not like she's butt naked. Maybe she's sure she could be wearing a sexy outfit to show her body, but it's not like she's naked. It's not, it's not like her ass pose, where it's just her ass, just right there. Oh, that's the majority of them. I yeah, disagree. But, but you, no, but no, listen. They're putting on the leggings for like they're if they're the if you're if you look at a modern day so, social media athlete or workout or fitness model they are specifically the females putting on leggings and then sharing their yeah i know but that's my point that what i'm sharing is the flip side to that is uh oh she said because we said chasing tail about how we talk about peaks and difference okay so yeah okay so sorry for saying chasing tail mariah she says objectifying women at the end of the day though if you take that personal mariah that's something she's not taking it personal she's just talking about changing the language and how we talk about people makes a difference which is true i spend the majority of my day focused on bringing intellectual value forward if i use an adjective or something in some shape or form and that someone takes that personal that is on them that's 100%. not anything personal she's just making awareness comment, chasing bro. tail that's not there's nothing objectifying woman about that well we're assuming that they have a tail like they're like they're an animal it's an, it's an adjective it's a it's it's a figure of but speech. either way so yeah so men that f- men that go after women chasing women chasing women all the time is that an issue to say chasing women there's no issue with any of it she's just making a statement so anyway so men that chase women but the point I was trying to make with women online that are because empowering women women are about empowerment right now with with what's going on in the world I think it's fine for women to share their journey, even show their body. Anyone, there's men that show their body, but it's about how you do it. Is it with a powerful message that's like, hey, sharing your transformation on your physical and nutrition journey? Or is it me? Or is it just a girl showing her ass? Or is it uh, a guy really sharing about how to get 
better. So it's about how you share that. I'm not saying no one should share their exercise journey and their nutrition journey, but how their body has changed. But there's, again, this is has to do with how we're sharing the depth and width and truths in a narrative. If, I, if I'm a girl and I'm just showing my fat ass all the time on there, it's all you see on Instagram, or I'm a dude and I'm like, only posting things that it's like sexual poses but i'm not like posting content the message about how we can change and empower each other to be healthy it's a way different but and let's focus on one or the other here because i think you're blurring it so i, I want to lean into what mariah is talking about and what you're talking about and i want to separate the men from the women because for me in life if i'm auditing something i look at the first thing i do is me so if someone's going to sit back and say that something needs to change about some kind of d- demographic or some kind of sex or women or whatever you identify as, he, she, they, them, it, us, whatever you identify now in 2020, it's so complex. It's all ego. Ego and complexity go hand in hand. And all these complexities that we're experiencing now in 2020 with what I want to identify as is ego run rampant. It's ridiculous. Everyone's taking shit personal when you accidentally call them their sex that they actually are or were born naturally or God-given, whatever you want to call it. And then they take it personal. It's like, well, I'm I don't sorry. think someone takes it personal if they're not getting angry. But if them. you think about this, someone has the right to ego, say, hey, though. I want you to call me but something. Complexities equals ego. Ego know, equals complexity. Everyone takes something personal just because they're saying, hey, man, just don't call me that. But I talk about women on a daily basis and things on a daily basis where I'm building and talking about building people up and doing things constructively. Well, I know, but you, someone is not taking it personal because they don't want to be called a gender. But I'm saying women. Right. They don't want to be saying, called a gender. But I'm saying women need to audit themselves first. So Mariah makes a comment about chasing tail, right? Which I understand, Mariah. But at the end of the day, what we're talking about is people, women or men, both auditing themselves before they audit anyone else. So if women want something to change, they need to audit their whole bit. They need to come together and communicate and change it, but first look at how their actions and what they're doing are impacting it. And that's what we're talking about. That's what we believe in at We Are In Media with the audit and inspecting of ourselves first. The number one thing that starts with everything with change and growth is auditing me and inspecting me so that I look at my impact on my actions and how I'm impacting others. I know. So with women, it's the same thing. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, but we're not really exactly, but again... We're not here. I'm not here to bash women for doing that. I'm, talking, I'm not bashing women. I'm not. I'm here to say to I talk about women. how I'm talking about how. But that's the problem. I'm talking about social media. Women feed it in general. Women feed that problem. So do men. It's yeah. not just women. It's two. It's, it's it's two sides to every coin, bro. Yes. This but, isn't just men and women. This yes, is but the whole women, system. It's but if you system. look at women, like with drugs and alcohol, if I stop taking drugs. Or I'm the dealer, right? Say I'm the dealer. Say women in species, if you look at all species and breeds, women are the selector. They are the mater. Women have the power. Whether they want to accept it or not, women are the ones that do the selecting. They choose their mating partners. Of in course. Ev- in every species. Almost unless every. Not, not, unless, unless, there unless, might be a few where the male. Uh, yeah, the women are the one that the men are fighting sometimes for. Sometimes in, in National Geographic, I've seen those bulls, those guys, and they they're fight, fighting for. And it. they go run over. They, there's, I don't see no women choosing that. Yeah, they're forced, choosing. They're fighting. He for has her. like ten fucking buffaloes that he's <laughs> going over. But in general, women are the selectors, especially when it comes to okay. Homo sapiens. Okay. At least for for, for us. Homo sapiens, I agree with you on that one. I don't know about buffaloes. <laughs> but in general, women are the selectors. They have the power. If even, women, even with dogs, man, sometimes it's those like dogs the dr- just hump on the back of them and they start humping. It. Like, if you, that, 
women, that female dog really have a choice? Women have the women have they're the creators of life. I said it yesterday. Shout out to Amanda Don, who's launching Perfect Chaos. I said I love women. They are the creators of life. Without women, we wouldn't have life. So they pump out the babies. They so do everything. They, they have, have the, the power. they have the power. And if you think about it, they have the gift. They have control. If they want to, like the drug dealer sells drugs, if they wanted to withdraw the drug and say, I'm no longer selling it to you, you you have no choice. So if women said tomorrow, I'm no longer going to give you this insight or this... this this, uh, All women would have to turn down every dollar that these companies, corporations offer them to put their ass on there. Exactly. That would have to be the movement. But you and can't. Men, but but then the, men, but men have to also not. Men have the same choice to not exactly. give them money in their time and energy. Exactly. Even if it's there. But at the, the but men, our job is to not objectify them and contribute. Totally. To that. But if you eliminated it, it's two sides of the flip. It's the opposite side of the coin. Where if the women are taking the money and doing it and take partaking in it, they can't complain about it. The ones that are doing it. If I'm doing it and partaking, yeah, but there's in a it, lot of women that aren't partaking in it. Yes, that that, well, then it's their job to try and change that. It's my job to start they a can't podcast. Force another woman to no, not do this that. is my job then to do something about it, right? If you're gonna talk about it and be about it, you need to do something about it. So start a podcast, start a nonprofit, start a business, and change it. Otherwise, don't talk about it. If you're gonna be about something, be about it. Otherwise, don't talk about it. Why are you talking about something that you're not being about or taking action about? It's pointless. It's just like it's the modern day culture. It's like let's talk about something and do nothing about it. Like if if I'm a man and I have something that I'm struggling with with we're men, we're kind of falling off the topic of privacy. And we're at 40 minutes here, All right, bro. So let's so, wrap it up I mean, then. You kind but of this getting is, out of the way here. This is the whole you. This is what you wanted to go into. Sex I and did, privacy but and I'm sales. trying to bring it back to privacy and sex and sales and privacy all are correlated with privacy. This all is about the privacy of our of how we portray ourselves on social media. And yeah, I know. It. I'm just saying. You just seem like you're gonna keep going about that. Right it's there. a big deal. I know it is. Well, why are we talking? We might as well not talk about it. We might as no, well end the episode. No, I'm just saying, like, end it. We're, it's, I feel like we're falling. I think we're veering off a little bit when it comes to going back to the privacy part about how we can do that, making sure, like, this is the ultimate topic about it. Well, yeah, I know. There's nothing, there's no more of a, a relevant topic to privacy and social media in the modern day than what we're talking about. Yeah. So, like, when it comes to, but I, I, I was kind of just focusing on men, but then we kind of got into women. But no, you fine. actually started with women. You brought up women and Instagram. Yeah. So, but the whole point that I guess I was trying to bring it back to just to keep it really simple with people is just like, okay. But it's not simple, really. Well, I feel like we could simplify it for the audience. I mean, what we just talked about is incredibly complex problem to solve. Yeah. So, obviously, the one part, like you said, women saying no to the money and then men not giving their time and energy to it. But but when I look at it, it's just like not... I just look at it as not using our physical body as much and using, like my brother says, the intellectual value. That's how I want to sum it up. So he did a good job of talking about all this other stuff, the big picture stuff. But it's like, dude, how it's great if we look sexy. It's great if we're healthy, right? That's not what I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say is what matters most like, is what we bring the value online. That's what matters. Intellectually. If you're just posting content, the privacy part of it where it's only showing the body of it. Which is not bad to be to express ourselves. Like I believe people should express themselves, but it needs to be okay. If I'm doing this, there needs to be intellectual value rooted in it. When it comes to the sex part of it, like when it comes to sharing your body, like, no half it, circle what, bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Full so, circle. What is the value in sharing your, your ass? Like what is? You know what I mean? Someone could someone could post a photo of their ass, a girl or a guy, whatever. It's not like they're doing it all the time. Like, like, oh, I'm super proud of myself, the squats I've been doing. It's the same thing with men, too. We can audit men in the same, exactly. in the same realm. So men will do shirtless photos that can be douchey, 
They'd be like, yo, bro, I just gotta be douchey because they're trying to get laid, like my brother says. Think about the men with the most followers and that are doing the same thing. The men do the same thing. Or are they posting the content, the message, is it bringing intellectual value? So I think that's the key to sum it all up. Like, is how am I choosing the narrative? Am I bringing the value in that photo? But when it comes to privacy and intellectual value, I think it's not rooted in that. Thanks for being with us. I think it's rooted in manipulation, like you said, Rambo. What's rooted in manipulation? <clears throat> the sex is rooted in manipulation for money. They're doing that because they're not trying to bring intellectual value, authenticity, having someone show their body, men or women, about how they're transforming and being positive and how you can do it and be healthy and nutrition and exercise. But they're just trying to manipulate you to use sex to buy a product. I personally right? think it's more about, I disagree. I think the number one thing with I, what I believe in is auditing myself and how I act and behave. And I think with the sex, it's about us as individuals. It shows more than anything how ignorant and elementary we are. Because we're all in our society, it makes sense. We're not living on a higher level of intellectual operation and belief and, and operation. So if I have a species or an organism or a group of people that are intellectually living at the most elementary level of operation, that would equate to food, shelter, and sex. So if I spend most most of my time consumed with those thoughts i'm living an elementary basic rudiment rudimentary like thought and like i'm not really elevating my iq and elevating how the level i'm operating and living at and, and, and ultimately like growing and evolving and adapting because if i'm caught up in sex if you think about the most ancient most basic concepts there's sex there's it's food and it's shelter you can go back hundreds of thousands of years or whatever how since the world's been around it's and those are the three basic things that people th spend all their time doing how much time are you spending elevated above those how much time are you spending elevated above your shelter your food and your sex because that's where you really start to have growth adaptation and optimization and to me that's what this conversation is all about we have a species that is all thinking about sex 90 percent of the time food the other five and shelter the other five and they're never spending time outside of those basic most common hierarchy of needs based on Maslow's law or whatever it's called and they're consumed by it and that's the most elementary concepts to be consumed by and I think it's how people need us ultimately we have to look at ourselves and say we're the ones contributing to it yeah good point the point I was trying to tee you up for which I thought you were going to swing on that I didn't feel like you did was the fact that businesses are manipulating people versus bringing value that they're using totally. sex so the whole point i was trying to I'll say is knew that. all of the sex and the stuff they're talking about there's always a back-end product that they want you to buy it's a it's a it's a protein powder uh, it's clothes like i could use sex to sell more love nation but i'm not going to it doesn't mean i'm not going to show a woman in yoga pants but i'm not going to have it be some girl who's super fit and always just get the shot of their ass in the yoga pants like that's not how i'm going to market the yoga pants so it's like there's a reason like to me it's not again that when i'm talking about intellectual value it's about how you market something like it's okay to be empowerment and be healthy and show our bodies and grow but you can tell when it's the business because it's rooted in corporations paying women or guys whoever money to do this and they're saying yes but the awareness for me in this is they're the back end behind the scenes the people doing this are doing it because they're trying to manipulate the consumer to buy something subscribe to this pay for this buy this shirt buy this that buy this this consume 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 manipulate 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 versus that same product could bring forward value and that person could provide value but it's not necessarily anything different, but it gives off a whole new experience and value to the consumer. So it's less manipulation, it's more value, and we can still celebrate people being beautiful and healthy at the same time. And it doesn't have to be selfish, it doesn't have to be rooted in sex, but 
that's what it is. That's what you, that the whole corporation America is using sex to manipulate consumers to buy products. Interesting point, but at the end of the day, once you lead into what you just said, it's a great point. Are the businesses selling you, or and and are they help or are they helping you? So what you're talking about those interesting topic because ultimately the consumers are becoming the businesses. If you look at social media with TikTok, Instagram, and influencers, they are doing the same things now. We're we're feeding it. So at the end of the day, if you look at this problem, optimization actually comes fastest from optimizing the consumer. If we can bring the awareness and the perspective and correct our misperception of time and speed and bring awareness and perspective to the consumer and then they start to audit where they're spending their dollars and why, this is the fastest way to optimization of the marketplace. And it's been proven scientifically that optimizing the businesses and the corporations is the hardest part. The fastest, most efficient way to the solution is bringing optimization, insight, perspective, and education to the consumer. And if we do that in the marketplace, in turn, the consumer turns around and all the businesses that are manipulating the people for financial gain are closed because they don't give them their money. And they only spend their money on the businesses that bring them intellectual value. So the fastest way to operate and optimize the business sector in any way is to bring the consumer intellectual value and insight because then in turn, the consumer brings the optimization to the business place because they don't spend their money in a fashion where they don't have perspective and awareness to why they're spending it and who they're giving it to. So that's scientifically been proven. That's why Gary Vee talks so much about the, the misperception of time and speed in our addiction to friction-free living. Because at the end of the day, if you look online and look at everything that's going on, like you said, it's all about manipulation of our addiction to friction-free living and our addiction to 5G. If you look at T-Mobile and all the internets and all the Apple and everything, it's selling us on friction-free and it's selling us on faster speed, faster devices, faster, 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 less friction. So it's a really interesting topic and I agree with you. It's about corporate social responsibility and business social responsibility but at the end of the day the fastest way to optimize it is actually starting with the consumer yeah i agree so i think that's really big stuff but i think the corporations again like I, I think you made a good point like if women just said no we're taking the money and men stopped putting so much time and energy into to dedicating themselves towards that as well towards that cell like both those consumers it would be awesome but at the same time the corporations are the ones that can make the change the simplest and the quickest by them just stop doing that. But the corp- if they just said it's, it's been proven it doesn't happen, it won't happen. Yeah, I know, and I'm not. I'm just giving you a very ideal situation. Like obviously the people, it's on us, like you're saying with the consumer. But if corporations just said we're not, if they change culture, like my brother said in, in corporate social responsibility, and they just said okay, we're not gonna objectify our sales and focusing on, on that type of message, it would be awesome. But it usually before cor- forcing corporations to change usually as we've seen with movements in America it forces the people to start it we have the power the people yeah. the people in power are not as strong as the people because there's only 1% running the corporation so if you exactly. look at 1% running the world then the masses have to bring awareness with each other to change and this is all about pa- to me it's about positivity compassion empathy and celebrating each other like i think we should celebrate our gifts i think we should celebrate our bodies and our 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 beauty and our intellectual value physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, we should celebrate all that. So when we think about celebration and we think about providing value, just in that mindset, it's gonna change the way we post content and share no matter what we're doing. You know what I mean? So like when you look at exercise videos, for example, like on Instagram, you could be hot. You could be a very sexy person. We're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, we'll wrap it up minutes. here quick. But 10 you, minutes. You could be a very sexy person and attractive and healthy and be ripped. But how I choose, 
how that person chooses to post that themselves and present that image and that and what they allow and choosing that narrative is what's going to be the difference between someone who's just doing it to sell sex versus someone who's doing it to share and empower men and women to push themselves to be healthy and grow and, and be fit and be happy and be healthy. Like there's totally different ways to do it. Like I follow The Rock Johnson. He's great. Shout he does, out Dwayne. He, he's always posting stuff about hardest Shout workers in the room. He's showing his videos of him getting ripped, but he's not like doing anything that's like trying to be sexy or douchey or like and there's women online that I follow on Instagram that post their videos and they're freaking super fit and beautiful and sexy but they're not just snapping photos of their booty all the time they're just like they're posting their videos and sharing the intellectual value of their exercises and their nutrition plans and how much they love their lifestyle and how much they love working out in different styles to exercise and empowering other people to do the same so it's like all about how we bring the value like my brother's saying so that's the dynamic like like, that's the thing. Am I making it about me or am I making it about you? And when I make it about you, it's really easy to get out of that. So I think it's really important. I don't have anything else to add. We talked about a lot of stuff on the privacy. Really good value, man. But we all get to choose our privacy. This is the power. Of, like We get to choose our narrative. And I broke it down to four things, which I've been guilty of all four. Am I completely ignoring social media? Am I the person on there being vulnerable and authentic and bringing value? Or am I the person that acts like my life is perfect and I never show any dent of vulnerability or anything? Or am I someone who's a super hateful and negative online? Like to me, those are the four different types of people that I could break myself down to and like just try to find that happy balance where I'm the person who's on there, not addicted to social media in a healthy way, but providing healthy value online, sharing my story, being authentic, not trying to act like my life is perfect. But if great things happen and I have blessings, share them as well. But don't just share that stuff and never share the pain and this vulnerability. It's a combination of being like, I got pain and suffering and vulnerability, but now my life has changed because of these things and I got some great things in my life, people, relationships, yada, yada. And material things are good, but I think it's more important to always share about the relationships that we have in our lives. That's more important than any car, house, or anything else that we could get from success in life. It's about sharing our passions and our purpose and our relationships that we develop from that, that my brother talks about following your passions for profit. And I think that is the spot to be in. That's where we, I want to go. And anytime I can audit myself and see that I'm following off, I go, Isaac, you need to get back here. You need to get back here, bro. You're getting angry on social media. Getting angry. You're acting like your life's too good. You're not sharing your pain. You're ignoring social media all together it's that balance and I've been to extremes in social media and I know I have tons of friends that are the same they go so hard and get so angry and then they just go off it and they come back on and they never really find a happy balance it's like an addiction yeah like an addiction so for me it's that happy balance like how can we use this as a tool to connect and grow and choose our narrative and allow our, and allow and allow our privacy to open up without jeopardizing someone else's privacy and bringing hate I think that's great stuff. I think we're going to wrap it up. At the end of the day, it comes down to tangible versus intangible. And if you watch the movie Bird Box, and what was it called with, uh, what was the movie where they walked around with the cover over their eyes? Bird Box. Bird Box. And I was in Hawaii, and I realized this perspective. And if you look at businesses now, it's, I'm just going to finish with this. They are regularly investors valuing intangible assets 
at a higher rate than tangible. So the most uh, the most difficult thing is to assess and give value to the on scene. Everyone wants to give value to the tangible tools or the tangible assets in life. We all give value in America, especially to the tangible assets. But really, the most valuable assets in life are intangible. And what are you gaining from the people you're giving money that are bringing you tangible They're selling you on tangible bullshit. So at the end of the day, what are you gaining from people in your life or businesses or corporations on a tangible versus intangible level? Because the most valuable assets in life, whether we want to realize it or accept it or not, and you look into this on Google, businesses, intangible assets as far as the culture, the people's skills and abilities, the cooperation, their meritocracy, their uh, loyalty, their unity, their communication. These are all the things that matter the most because nothing is scalable without cooperation, unity, and intangible assets are the most valuable assets. So that's why as, as humans, we need to invest more intangibly in one another because intangibly we are failing our people and as fellow Americans or fellow humans or whatever you want to call them. So at the end of the day, it's tangible versus intangible and intangible wins out in the realm of the most valuable when it, when it comes down to it because intangible is my IQ, my perspective, my awareness, my culture, my meritocracy, all these things, especially in business. So intangible versus tangible, who's bringing you the most intangible mm. value at the end of the day? Remember, it's not right. It's not wrong. It is simply our perspective. Shout out Hawaii. Hawaii. Episodes are like head and shoulders above the first ones. It's ridiculous. The what? Our episodes, man, where they've come from day one. If you look at episode one, it's... Remarkable. I feel like our first episode was still really good. Yeah, you want to watch it? Yeah, I remember. It was great. It was on, you posted it on Instagram. The first episode we had was we talked about... Uh, I had the shades on. <laughs> it, was pop- it was Saturday oh. night. Do you have funds available? No, it's nothing. Funds available for what? <laughs> you owe me money, so no, I'm going to need that. Gonna Monday's coming up here. You got about what, 500 you owe me? Yeah, give it to me Monday. Just check, please. Cash. Actually, cash. The shitty part is I, I just had one about two months ago. Oh, that's a nice laptop. It's like I invested it in Dell. I'm going to get it. Everyone's been thanking me. It's my birthday. And I've been literally telling everyone that my Venmo is at Isaac Weirman. Yeah. It's a sunset picture. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him hard until November. <laughs> can you kill that camera behind you, please? This, this is a month. This is not a day. It's gone from a day to a week. It's the birthday month, bitches. You just pull it out. It's just a little thing. You just pull it out of it. <laughs> no, when we were talking about the sex, I was like, I was trying to. Of course, Mariah. Bring I, no, I was trying to bring it back up to the. Uh, point where you talk about businesses manipulating consumers that's what i was trying to do then i like yeah but at the end of the day the interesting thing is it's actually the consumer's responsibility to change it's not the well of course but i you always mention that and yeah your audience's businesses so i kind of wanted to tee that yeah that was great i just wasn't on it no it's fine you were on it it's just you had a different idea yeah i had the perspective of auditing the consumer mariah says how do we move from sex cells to love cells that's what we're trying to do that's what Oh, we, we have courses we're offering. She ma- has a master's degree. I don't think she needs any more courses. <laughs> How much she did she... She's going to be finishing up here and be a therapist real soon. I have no idea. How much did she spend on that degree? I don't know. I mean, to be a master's in therapy, I mean... I'm 50 to 100? She's probably going to be like 
60 G's, I'm guessing. <laughs> Tell her we can do that for 10%. We got 6K classes. She doesn't need it, though. She's going to be a therapist. Yeah, she's going to work the rest of her life. They make the, bank. She's going to work the rest of her life for the system, eh? Well, you could start your own place. What do you mean? The system is going to... What do you mean? You're a clinical... You, right. you can work, dude. You're a licensed L I S C W. You can do anything in the world with that, dude. You're a fucking she has no gangster. Clue about running business, though. Right. It's not that hard to run a therapy clinic. Who do you want to call, Sandy or Jocelyn? See, dude. To open a clinic is you just talking open, about his ex girlfriend. All you need is an office space like this, and fucking people are gonna come to do therapy. You can do it at your house. You don't even need a op. You can. Hey, Podcast Nation, thanks for tuning in. At Weirman Media and the Two Brothers Duo, as well as More Love Nation, your attention is truly our oxygen. Your likes, shares, subscribes, downloads, and support are truly, truly appreciated. I just want to say thank you, and I can't say it enough. Once again, thank you.